Growing your business is tough, but don't worry, we've got you covered. We interview industry experts on how they've solved their most challenging business problems in SaaS or e-commerce. No fluff, just step-by-step playbooks to help you dominate your market and crush the competition. This is the How We Solve podcast. Here's your host. Welcome to another episode of the How We Solve podcast. And today I have the honor of having Aaron Walker, the master of masterminds on the podcast. He hosts Nighting Groups with his company, Iron Sharpens Iron, and is the author of You From the Top and the Mastermind Blueprint. He founded more than a dozen companies over the past 41 years, and I'm super excited to learn from him how to build a proper mastermind and to nerd out about masterminds. I'm a huge fan of masterminds. They had an extreme positive impact in my life. I also built a software that run masterminds better, which is upcoach.com. And yeah, I'm super excited to have you on the show, Aaron. Hey, David. Thanks for having me today. I don't know if I can measure up to that uh, being the master of masterminds, but uh, we'll give it a <laughs> shot. <laughs> All right. The problem that we're solving today is how to plan, build, and scale a mastermind. But before we get into this, do you want to give us like a quick elevator pitch on what you're doing? Yeah. Well, the main thing is, is getting in community. You know, we were designed to be in community. This isolation with all this COVID stuff that's going on is really heightening people's awareness that they need to be around people. And I think that we were designed to be around other people. I'm very relational. So this COVID thing is killing me. I like to shake your hand and hug your neck. And then when we're isolated like this, it really makes it difficult. I've been involved in masterminds, David, now for 21 consecutive years. Every week for 21 years, I've been in a mastermind group and oftentimes multiple mastermind groups. Uh, Back in the early 90s, I met a guy named Dave Ramsey. He's in the financial space and he uh, proposed to me a free week of advertising if I would just try him. Like this guy was brand new on the radio, just starting out. And so I took a gamble and did it, fell in love with the process. And I sponsored his show for over two decades and we became very good friends. And he invited me a few years after that to join his mastermind group. And I'm like, I don't want to do that because this guy's hardcore. I knew he's going to get all up in my face. He was going to make things tough on me. And But reluctantly, I went and absolutely fell in love with the process because I was surrounding myself with 10 other very competent people that were unbiased. They were trusted advisors that didn't have anything to gain or lose as a result of giving me advice. And so we sat around his conference table for over a decade, every Wednesday morning for an hour and a half. And we would talk about the challenges personally, professionally, and spiritually. And so through that process, I learned that I didn't know as much as I thought I did. I was pretty arrogant, egotistical, and pretty condescending when I was in my 20s and 30s because I'd had a measure of success financially. I was able to retire at 27. And I thought, hey, I can figure it out on my own. Life dealt me a couple of hands that humbled me pretty quick. And I found out that I do need other people around me. So as a result of that, uh, 10 years ago, when I turned 50, I retired for the third time. I said, I'm done. We've built over a dozen companies. And I said, this time I'm retiring for good. And Dave Ramsey and Dan Miller encouraged me to coach. And I said, I don't want any part of that. And they said, no, you need to coach. And I said, listen, I'm tired. I don't want to coach. I've been working since I was eight years old. I'm 50 now. I'm going to go down to the Caribbean and buy one of those little places and kick back and put it in neutral. And Dan Miller said, that's the most selfish thing I've ever heard you say. And I said, what do you mean? He said, you know, you've built all these companies. You've had a very successful marriage now for over 30 years. Robin and I just celebrated our 40th anniversary last month. And so he said, I think that you could really teach some people some things about life and business. 
So I started coaching a couple of guys, fell in love with it, found out you can't scale a coaching business. Soon thereafter, learned that really coaching is not a business. Uh, It's a high paying job and you're exchanging your time for money. And for me, that's not a business. A business is something that you make money when you're asleep or you're away. And so I said, I'm going to scale this with masterminds. And so I started a mastermind, started doing interviews. Here we are seven years later. We've got 20 mastermind groups about to launch a couple of more. And we have people in eight different countries from around the world participating. I just got off a two-week vacation. And when I got back, I had more money than when I left. And for Mm -hmm. me, that's a business. I'm building an asset. I've got the systems and processes in place now. I've built a framework. People know exactly how to facilitate these groups as a result of me teaching, building out the systems and the processes to start, grow, and scale masterminds. So we created the Mastermind Playbook. People now all over the world are using this as a way to transform lives and create a really sizable income, all the while that they're transforming these people's lives. Super exciting. I'm really looking forward to drilling into this blueprints. You can share this with the audience. So took a peek at the blueprint and it starts out with planning. So how do you plan your initial mastermind? Yeah, I think one of the things that we have to do first and foremost is that we have to really discover why you want to create a mastermind. Like we can get to the planning, but the initial stages I believe is important. In the early stages, when I was a young man, you know, I wanted to make money because I needed it to pay my bills, right? It was the first and foremost, the reason that I wanted to do it. As you get a little bit older, you find out money's good and we need it. And I don't ever discount it, but I don't want to make it my primary objective. I want to be able to understand that there's more to life than just making money. And it's always easy to say that, David, when you have money. But when you don't have money, it's like, yeah, I get it. But I don't want to be that guy that says money's not important. Money is a very important part of our life. We want the sense of security. We want to be able to take our families on vacations. We want to be able to give money away. And so I think you've got to really ask yourself first and foremost, like, why do you want to do this? And we go through an activity in creating the mastermind. There's a worksheet called, why do I want to create a mastermind? And it really opens up the depths from within your heart and sees exactly what is the reason. There's multiple planning stages along the way. We offer an opportunity worksheet, and it's an interactive calculator that you can go in, put the number of groups, the number that you're charging per individual, allows you to put the expenses in, and we give you kind of a template of the expenses that we've incurred all along building these mastermind groups. So it kind of shows you, it's kind of a pro forma that shows you what at the end of the day that you would make. I'm curious in terms of expenses, I guess, like marketing or material. Are you talking about in-person masterminds or remote masterminds or it doesn't matter? You know, our playbook is based on uh, virtual masterminds. You, You can do these in person and they work well. And I've done that for over a decade in person. It works well. But this playbook is really designed for virtual. And it's really nice, too, in light of the situation that we've been exposed to. More and more people are virtual now. And many places have shut down their in-person locations for employment. And they've gone virtual. Quite honestly, to be very transparent, this has been very good for our business. And I hate to say that because there's so many people that it has adversely affected. But the truth is, is that uh, more people are educated to virtual now than ever before. So these expenses equate to like we have a team of virtual assistants that 
I have a number of them in the Philippines. I have a number of them in the States. We have a COO that's here locally, but virtual, doesn't operate in the business any longer. We have a um, consultant that's virtual that lives in Michigan. I have team leaders that are around the country. And so there's certain expenses related to salaries. I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, but there's some expenses related to the material like There's books that we read every month, and I incorporate those expenses into your fee that you pay each month. We have live events twice a year, and instead of getting you to pay for that, I just simply take a portion each month out of your fees monthly, and we allocate it towards the live events. So I pay for your hotel, I pay for your food, the speakers, the entertainment, I pay for everything. We generally have 100, 125 people come to these live events. So it's just a way that we earmark the money in order for you to do that. So there's other expenses, you know, we use Hootsuite and Meet Edgar and HubSpot and there's just the CRMs that we use. And then there's marketing and advertising costs. You know, we do a lot of Facebook. Okay. So you basically teach somebody not just to to run the mastermind, but also how to set up the the business around them. Yeah, well, this is a almost like a franchise. This is like step-by-step. Step, we literally teach you everything. We teach you the tools to use, how to interview VAs. We give swap files, lead magnets. I mean, this is everything. You could have never heard of a mastermind. And you could go I through this playbook and you could run the mastermind. It's a very, very intensive, very involved. There's 34 professional videos. There's over a hundred worksheets, tools, and templates. We have swipe files. Uh, We even created the content to teach you what to do while you're on the call that we provide the books that you're to read. We don't physically provide the book, but we give the names of the book. We give the reading assignments. We give the questions to ask at the beginning of the mastermind. And we do that, that you can run a group every week for 30 months and not have to create a single piece of content. And that's the big fear that a lot of people have in the masterminds. They're like, I wouldn't know what to do. Well, we give you literally minute by minute what to do, what to say. You know, you start the groups with wins. You go to the book, you know, and talk about the book questions. Could you give some of the things away, for example, like good questions to spark discussion, et cetera, so kind of people can get a taste on? We even have that. We even have a document that tells you questions to ask to spur on activity or thoughts. I mean, there's many, many stimulating questions that you can ask. Do you mind sharing a few of them? Yeah. Like if we were in a group today and uh, I would say, hypothetically, just to start a conversation, I would say, David, if you were not bound geographically or financially, what would you do with your life tomorrow? Hmm. Historically, people don't know the answer to that question. They just know that they want bigger, better, shinier, and faster. But when you start asking these thought-provoking questions, that really stimulates deep with inside you things that you really want to do. Like what is an upper limit challenge that's keeping you from accomplishing your goals and dreams? Like uh, what is it that's happened in your life that has sabotaged your success possibly? But there's just dozens and dozens of questions like that are just to stimulate the conversation, just to get the conversation going. And that's what the book quite honestly is used for. Chris Voss, for example, wrote Never Split the Difference. And that is one of the books that we use. And it teaches you to negotiate, not in a used car salesman situation, but it teaches you to go through life asking very pointed questions. And there's questions in the book that we'll point out and there's reading assignments that we give weekly so that you can work through that entire book over a four or six week period. And it stimulates a lot of interest within the group 
just to get you talking. That's what mm-hmm. the objective is, is to get you open, get you talking, things that you wouldn't historically talk about. Okay, so it's basically the blueprint to run the system that, that you have created. It's not like, okay, say, if I want to run a, a mastermind for young moms or like, you know, for becoming moms, this is like not the blueprint for this. It's like more the no, blueprint it, for... No, it is. No, it is. In any industry-specific niche that you have, this platform will work. So the books are primarily to get conversation started. Now we give dozens and dozens of books. So you can select whichever book you want. You can go through if it's applicable. You know, most of these books are leadership books. They're books that anyone could use in any industry. But what it teaches you to do is to go through, like the next thing that we do is we give big wins. Like just get on the call, three or four people say, hey, this really went well for me. And here's what worked. Here's what didn't work. The next thing is the, uh, we call it man in the middle or women in the middle. It's kind of the hot seat Mm -hmm. where the things would be really focused on David. Like this week, we have a Facebook group for every mastermind group. And so what we historically do is 48 hours before it's your turn to be man in the middle. And you already know two months in advance, your rotation schedule, you know, when you're going to be the central focus and you put in the Facebook group, Hey, these are the three questions that I'm going to talk about. I've got this issue at work. Cash flow is not good. Here's the situation or I'm having a relational problem. My wife and I don't see eye to eye on how to raise our children. Or I've got a 16-year-old daughter that is wanting to do X and I really don't know how to approach that. And I need some advice from people that have had teenage children. Whatever it is, I'm just making this up. So now we've had time to prepare. We can think and we can get in and we can circle you and we can talk about the topics that you need. We also do that every single call. We also have a process that is digital accountability tool. So there's 10 things that we feel are very important in your life and you rank yourself one to 10. Like I really did well this week in this area. You know, I really did bad and poorly in this area. So it's heightening your awareness every week of the 10 things that we really should be paying attention to. I'm curious, did you build some proprietary tool for this or do you use something off the shelf? No, no, no. We wrote it. It's a very simple digital tool. It's nothing complex like that you would create with your experience, but it's just a very simple Google document that's kind of like a survey and their questions. And we changed the questions up. And so every 90 days, we'll change the questions because if you become very uh, habitual, you know, you don't really give thought, time and attention to that matter. So we change the questions up. It's just always piquing your interest, always heightening your awareness to the things that are important. If it's in a men's group, you know, it may be, how's your relationship with your wife? Well, you know, I've been married 40 years. Sometimes it's not very good. And if I put that over a six-week period of time, I'm giving myself a three or a four or five on a one to 10. The other guys go, hey, Big A, what's going on with you and Robin? Like, what do you guys need, a date night? Or do you need time out, time away from the kids? Is it financial complications you're experiencing? Is it you know, the way we're viewing things politically. Well, what is it? What is the problem? And it gives me a platform to be able to share. It also gives other people a platform to hold me accountable, such as one of the questions are, are you saving for your retirement? Well, you'd be surprised, David, or you may not be surprised how many people are not saving for retirement, right? It's going to happen sooner than they realize. And it gives us an opportunity to hold you accountable. Are you preparing financially? Are you saving for college for your children? Etc. You know, just a, an array of questions. But so we do that. And then we do what's called the full cup to where you come prepared to share. 
like, hey, there's this new technology, there's this new SaaS mm-hmm. that we're using. There's this great new book out that you really should read. Uh, it's a book called Conscience Capitalism. You should really read that book because it's, <laughs> it's amazing, awesome right? And it's, it's a book that can really help you unpack the way you view handling and growing the cultures of your business. And so we have an opportunity for that. And then there's kind of a free time to where we say, hey, what else is on your mind? What are the challenges are you experiencing? What do you recommend in terms of length? Is it like an hour? An hour is a good time, but you can't always cover things in an hour. So we're always encouraging the members to cross-pollinate, even to other groups. And we want to connect you offline. So we don't want you meeting just online for the hour. We assign you every single month a new accountability partner. So you're rotating through everybody in the group every month for four weeks. You have a new partner. So you're getting to know them intimately. So you're building a relationship. You're building a rapport. Then you find out, hey, you have a similar interest. We have so many people now that are going into business with each other. There's people out there that are going on vacation together. Their families have similar interests. We had one guy the other day that invested $2 million with one of the members that he didn't even know that he was a real estate investor and he was able to make a very nice investment. There was two guys that bought a $3 million piece of property together six months earlier. They didn't know each other. Actually, it's it's the the crazy thing with masterminds because you open up and you share deep stuff and you kind of make really quick, fast, tight bonds with people. I actually started a business with two people who were in my mastermind. Yeah. And see, if you hadn't have done that, you wouldn't even had the accessibility to those persons. And so virtually is so good because now it's not just geographically confining to the region that you live in. This is people now that live across the U.S. or in other countries. We have people going in partners that they're really complementary to each other that six months prior, they didn't even know each other. Now, because they spend a week together you know, an hour together every week for months and months, they build this intimate relationship. And next thing you know, they're partners. And so that's just a broad overview. But throughout this is in this platform that we have, we're helping people to really identify like the member promise, for example, in this, we teach you that there's a promise that this member is making so that there's not unmet expectations. And so we really clearly teach you how to say now is the member, this is your responsibility. This is the things that we expect you to do. Like other people are paying money for you to be on the call. And if you're not on the call, you're cheating them of what they're Mm. paying money for. Right. Mm, And so people say, well, I'm paying my money. It doesn't matter if I show up or not. Yes, it does. Because in our group, if you don't show up, you get asked to leave because you're not contributing because without all the members, it's of no benefit. And so people what's, are what's paying. What's the rule? Like two strikes you out type of thing? No, or? no, we're, we don't have a regimented. But if, if we see that your propensity is to miss 30% of the time, yeah, we'll, we'll go to you and we'll say, hey, listen, you know, like you need to show up. We're a stickler for you being there. Our attendance is 90% on all the calls and it's at 90% in the live events. Because I say in the beginning when I'm interviewing you in the application process, and I'll get to that in a minute, like one of the promises is that you're going to show up unless you're providentially hindered, you're making a commitment to be there. It's not just all about the money to me. It's about you showing up and bringing value, giving your ideas, and so the people can get a consensus of these unbiased, trusted advisors. Then we give the promise from the facilitator side. These are the things that we promise to do for you, A, B, and C. And we go down through that. 
So there's no misunderstanding. So that they clearly know what I expect of them. They clearly hear me and understand exactly what we're promising. That way, no one's disappointed because that's where we get disappointed is unmet expectations. And so we make that crystal clear. Do you communicate this in like a quote-unquote contract that people sign at the beginning? or it's, is it just uh, like we're, we're going to that. We're actually going to the contract now. Right now, it's in an application phase and we go through and we present the application. There are about 30 questions on the application and then I call personally and vet every person that joins and we go down through the application, making sure that we can deliver on the things that they hope to gain. If we can't, if we just say this is unrealistic and we can't do this, then we tell them up front. And so we're about to contractually go because the mastermind that I was in was called the Eagles and that was with Dave Ramsey. Every year we signed up and we signed a contract that stated that 75% of the time we would be in attendance. And if we weren't, then we were asked to resign. Uh, I spent 12 years in there and I don't think I missed but five times in 12 years because it was very valuable. It was very valuable and I wanted to be there. Now, there were normal excuses like you're sick or you're on vacation, you know, and sure, everybody does that. But just to say, hey, I'm going to go play golf today when we met on Wednesday mornings at 730, that's not an excuse. So we're very, very adamant about the attendance. So anyway, the promise is there. Then we really help people focus on their ideal participant. And we have a tool that we work through that's called the Avatar Worksheet. And we go through that because, you know, we're not for everybody. I'll just say that clearly. I mean, there is a very specific person that we're looking for that does well in our mastermind. So for you, ever who's listening, you may be in an industry to where you know exactly what your avatar or your ideal client looks like. So we have created a document that walks you through that and says, you know, this is what we do. This is what we provide. This is our ideal avatar. So we help you identify that. Early on, David, to be honest, when I first started doing this, if you had the money and you promised to show up, you could get in the group, right? Because you want to fill the groups up and you want the revenue. Well, that was a horrible mistake because the people become disgruntled. They weren't getting what they needed. They were difficult to work with. Like we really look for people that are givers, not takers. Mm -hmm. Because if you have a room full of givers, you're going to get natural reciprocity. They're going to give you back. But we had a bunch of people initially that were takers. It was like, who's in the group? How much are they worth? Who can they introduce me to? And they suck the group for all they're worth and then they leave. Well, that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for long-termers, people that want to do life with these people, that want to stick around. We've had people five, six, seven years meeting in the same group and their businesses are doubling and tripling. Their lives are growing exponentially as a result of being around. I want to say one thing before I lose this train of thought. The reason that we want this to be long-term is because, David, I could come in here today and you ask me advice. If I don't know anything about your history, I don't know anything about your personal mission statement or your core values. I don't know anything about your wife. I don't know anything about your desires, your things you like, the things you don't like. How could I possibly give you good advice? Good advice, yeah. Right? And so... I think that it's paramount that we get into a group and we really stay with it long-term to receive those benefits. I totally agree. Like uh, I've been in a bunch of masterminds and sometimes they're more takers than givers and then these fizzle out quick because you don't sure. want to you know, do this. I'm curious, like with the vetting process, you probably have a very good retention in terms of people sticking with the group. 
But yeah. what do you do if a group shrinks? Like, do you kind of merge to other groups? Or do no. you kind of like, how do you no. bring fresh blood in? Or like, yeah. how does it work? And, you know, and actually, uh, you're going to have uh, folks leave every group. Things happen. You know, we've had people to die. And we've had people that lost their job and they could no longer afford it. And I get it. I get those things. That's life. That's just normal. But however, our rate of people leaving is very, very low. And the reason it is because we add extreme value and we're constantly trying to think how we can add more value. Like that's the way sales happen. If people would quit trying to make the sale and just always try to add value, the sale would happen naturally. And I've just learned this over 42 years of experience owning now 14 businesses that you really keep the customer and the churn rate just doesn't happen at a very large rate if you're adding value. Why would they leave, right? If they're getting great value. What we do is uh, once that happens and a group's been meeting two or three years and someone has to bow out for whatever reason, we go through the same application process. And if the group has been meeting over a two-year period, historically, I'll go back to the group and I'll say, hey, we've got this guy David, he's a great guy. He owns HWS podcast and he's done all these SaaS businesses and he's, you know, and I go down through and introduce him and they say, yeah, I think he'd be a good fit or he wouldn't. So he comes in, we introduce him to the group. He has to catch up, you know, he has to get to know these people and it takes time. That's the reason I'm saying that it's got to be a long-term play. It can't be something mm -hmm. you're going to get in in 30 days and your world's going to change. That's just not reality. And that's the reason that we've been able to keep these groups intact. Our groups are virtually full, all of them. I mean, it's very rare that we have many seats even open to join our group. And we're about to launch a few more groups. We just started a women's division. And uh, it was all men initially. But my wife came to me. She said, hey, what about the women? We've got to do something mm -hmm. for the women. So we've launched four groups for women. And they're crushing it. A lot of the members in, that are men, their wives have joined because they're getting such great value. Now you've got two people in the same house and they're growing exponentially, personally, professionally, and spiritually, and they're doing it simultaneously. So it's a really, really good fit. And it's very affordable for couples to do that and for individuals to get the growth. I've already touched yeah. on the application like a little bit. A, mm -hmm. Go ahead. What's uh, the pricing points? That yeah, the, uh, the groups, the men are 575 per month and the women are 425. And the reason that the men are more than the women is because we've been around for seven or eight years and uh, there's more people, there's more opportunities to interact, uh, there's more resources there. The women are new this year, we just started, and that price will increase as time goes over as well. But here's what we do for our members. When you get in, your price is locked in and you're grandfathered, so as the group grows, you continue paying the same amount. So, which we think is a real blessing and a benefit uh, and to the participants. How many people do you have per group? 10? 10. 10 There's 10, 10 people. Cap. Yeah. You know what we found, David, that you need at least eight for the synergy, but you don't need more than 12 because then you don't get airtime. I've been in groups, you know, to where there were 20, 30 members and it's like, hey, I'm over here, you know, can somebody listen, you know, and you just don't get any airtime. And so we found the magic number for us is 10. Yeah, I'm also thinking about rebuilding Managing Happiness, the course that I created. It's an eight-week course. And then I wanted to get rid of people because I was too busy. You know, it was not my right. core business. I just want to get sure. this into people's heads and then sure. leave. But it's, I'm working with somebody. She came on board. She went through the course and she's going to build Managing Happiness. And we're mm. restructuring it. I'm probably going to take some of your ideas or 
maybe even have her take your your mastermind course to build this because it makes a lot of sense. One of the things that I think would be very helpful to your audience, and I had it took me a couple of years to learn this, is that every month is thematic. And so we correspond a book to the theme. And then I'll invite different authors and speakers and thought leaders once a month. We call it an expert interview. And I just had Seth Godin. He came and we interviewed him. Everybody was on the call. They got an opportunity to ask him questions. And we had him for an hour and he answered questions about the book that we read. Then we had, you know, Mike McCallowitz. He came and spoke and he even came to our live event and spoke. And then we had Pete Vargas and then we had Brian Moran, the 12-week year, and then Dan Miller and Ken Davis. And there's just so many people that we bring in once a month that people get an opportunity. So I'm getting to a point to tell you this. We do a weekly agenda worksheet to where we'll plan out the calendar. It's kind of like a content calendar. And we'll sit down and we'll plan this out six months in advance. You know, as we're recording this, you know, in September, we're already through January of 2021. So I know every week what we're going to be studying. I know the blogs I'm going to be writing, the Facebook lives I'm going to be doing. I know the Alexa briefs that I'm going to be putting out. I know the podcast interviews that we're going to be doing, the expert guests that are coming for months in advance. And so then you can plan all your marketing around that. So we teach you how to do that in the playbook as well. And it just gives your team, we have a small team, there's only 10 people on our team, but it gives them the ability to go forward and create the memes or the marketing material that they have to in order to promote the guy that's doing content creation can create the Alexa briefs and we know the blogs that we're going to be writing and we can get months and months ahead so that we can enjoy the pace so that we're not crushed every day for time. So we teach you to do that as well. So kind of going back to the plan, build, and scale, we talk, I think we jumped around a little bit. In terms of planning, it's like figuring out your message, um, right. your target market, and your business model. But I guess the business model is kind of the same for, for everybody, right? It is. You just, this it's is the just same. Right, right? It is. Correct. Right. And then target market, I guess, is like kind of what's what your expertise? It? Yeah. 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 It's like, we've got one group that uh, it's an architectural firm and he deals with architects. So it's very specific, his marketing. He knows exactly how to target and retarget. He knows where to go. He knows where they're at. He knows the groups and LinkedIn to be involved in. And it's very specific. Uh, some people are more general, right? And so we help you identify those things and then show you the path to go down in order to the other thing too, here's the other part, David, that's really nice about masterminds. We really overcomplicate it. And I found this to be true because people are thinking in terms of, let, let me give you an example. There's a podcast host recently that wanted to get involved and he was nervous. He said, you know, if I buy this playbook and I go through this, uh, how am I going to make a living? I said, well, let's, let's talk about it for a second. Like how many people are on your Facebook group? Well, he's at 4,300. How many people are on your LinkedIn profile? You know, 2,300. How many people do you think is in your contact list in your phone? 1,300. I said, how much money do you want to make? He said, well, I want to make six figures. I said, then you need 20 people. You need 20 people that pay you $500 a month and you've got $120,000 in revenue. It's going to take you an hour per group to lead the group and then two hours a week to prepare. So you got four hours invested. 
you got two groups because if you can't get 20 people together or 10 people together, we've got more work to do, right? Because if you don't know, you know, you got all these thousands of people, it's not hard. I mean, we need very few people to do really, to really make it good. Work, yes. Yes. And it's not that much of a time commitment. I also see this in the, in the managing happiness course that I have. As you mentioned, it's like, you know, a little preparation, then like one hour a week to run the group. It's, it's very simple. Do you have sub-coaches or do you run all the groups yourself? We have facilitators and they are people that have come up under me and I've taught and trained and historically they're in one of my groups for at least a year. And then we teach you how to train facilitators also. We've developed a course within this playbook that teaches you how to train facilitators. We even give you the revenue share. We make a percentage, they make a percentage. We continue to fill the groups. We do all the admin work and all they've got to do is show up and lead the call for one hour and they get a very handsome amount of the percentage of revenue. It's a very, very good deal for our facilitators. And our facilitators are very, very successful entrepreneurs. They've done really well. And they're doing this because they want to give back. But at the same time, they're getting a very handsome price to lead the groups. And I don't have to show up at all. And then I'm making revenue off of every group. That's the way you scale it. It's awesome. I want to pitch UpCoach, but we have a feature in UpCoach where we do a rating after the meeting happens and people can like an NPS score from zero to 10. How did you enjoy the meeting? And they can give feedback. So it's like a way of keeping the finger on the pulse, like how your right. subcoaches are, are performing. We, we do that very thing. And I didn't have the privilege of having your software, but we do that with a survey just through Google Docs. Hmm. And after their first session, we send them a survey. They fill it out. After 30 days, we send them a survey. They fill it out. After a month, that way it keeps our finger on the pulse. How are you doing? Are we providing what you need? Is your facilitator good? And long as you're staying in touch and people are getting heard, they want to know that you care about what is going on in their life. They give you great information, great feedback. You're able to deal with it. It's all about the customer service. I will ping you again regarding the software because, you know, the more I talk to you, I think it's like really the perfect thing that we've built, built for you. And I'd love to, for you good. to take Yeah, take we need to get together and spend some time on that. So planning phase we had, kind of going back to our steps then. In terms of building phase, we talked about lead generation, just, yeah. like kind of just like reaching out to the people that you have in your network. That's also how I got most of people that took my managing sure. happiness course, which is like people are connected to me. And once you did it, it's, um, I got a lot of referrals from, from entrepreneurs that want their execs to be in, in groups as well. So it's like, Well, that's what I was going to say next is once you have one or two groups, uh, they become your best salespeople. And now they send you referrals like they've got a brother that wants to be in or they've got a business associate or a colleague or one of their managers. I've got one company. He has seven employees that are in the mastermind groups. They're in all different groups and he pays for everybody because they're getting personal and professional development. And it's just amazing what it does. And we're now even teaching people that are running masterminds within their company. And I've even mm. gone as far as we've got another process that we're perfecting now to where churches are going to take this for their deacon and their elder body, and they're going to use the same process in the churches and in the deacon body because it's the same. They're building relationships among themselves. They can do it virtually. They don't have to show up in person. And so we're working through that right now. I go to a very large church, about 7,000 members, and I'm involved in leadership there. And so we're training and teaching and showing them how to do this. Listen, this can be done with so many industry, any industry. This literally can be done with any industry. And people have no idea of the benefit when you get these people on the same page, they're studying together, they're seeing the same things, 
you're having guest speakers come in and you can do all these things virtually. See, when you do it in person, you're limited geographically by the people that's in your community. When you do it virtually, there's no limitations. Plus, when you do it virtually, you sign on, you do it for an hour, you sign off, you get back to work. If you're doing it in person, it's 30 minutes there. You talk for 20 minutes, you do the hour and a half meeting, you drive back 30 minutes, yeah, it's, it's, you spend it's three or four time. hours. Yeah. It was like a blessing with Corona that I realized how much time I waste yeah. uh, driving around. So I killed my office here in Bodrum right. and not just right. like build an extension to the house. Right. I quit my gym membership and asked my personal trainer to come to my house. Sure. Know, so I'm just not leaving anymore. It's like, yeah. you know, save, save so much time. You know, a lot of the people in our organization now are working out virtually. And so the instructor is on their iPad. Uh, the student is standing before his iPad. They're looking at each other. They're working out with the weights. He's telling them what to do. And yeah, we can do a lot of things virtually now. Kind of figure out the planning in the building now in terms of scaling. What's best yeah. tips for, for scaling? Well, there again, we have worksheets that really allow you to walk through if you're ready to scale. And you've got to first see if it coincides with your personal mission. And it goes back to saying, hey, I don't want to spend this much time. Or scaling is really good for me because if I've got an internet connection and a video and a mic, I can lead these groups if I'm in Hawaii or if I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. And so it really gives you, you know, a location independency that to lead groups. And now you lead a group, you go shopping or lay on the beach and hour, two hours later, you can lead another group. So it doesn't, you don't have to be in an office. And so, which is really good. So then you just look at your personal mission statement. Does it align with scaling? Do you want to do that? For me, it's really beneficial because the larger we get, the less I have to do personally. Because multiple groups, you know, obviously get larger income and I'm training people to lead these groups. The thing that I've done is created the framework. That's what people don't know how to do. They don't have the systems and the processes and the framework by which to lead the groups. But now that we've perfected that and we're teaching people to do it, they're more inclined to want to scale because the more they scale, obviously, the more they make, the more lives that the they're more touching, they have, the more yeah. impact, right? The more lives that they're changing. And so it just gives you a great opportunity to touch more people with your skill or your craft or your trade or your niche market, whatever it is that you're trying to do. So on scaling, how do you make sure that members, you know, when, when you scale something, often quality suffers, you know, often sure. you get a good marketing agency and the, yeah. the bigger they get, then, you know, like, yeah. it, it goes down. You know, so how do you ensure I, quality? I, th for I think that that's going to be true in any industry. And I think we would be telling ourselves a story if we said that there wasn't some sacrifice on some quality, because I think of some industries here locally, you know, David Green is the founder of Hobby Lobby and when he had one store and his family was running the store, I'm sure the personal touch was amazing. And I'm sure they lost some of that. Today, they have 50,000 employees. They have hundreds and hundreds of stores and you're able to buy the craft material that you want in cities all over the world. Chick-fil-A, they have 2,900 stores now when Truett and Dan Cathy were running it. I'm sure you do lose a little bit of the human connection, but if you train properly, you know, it, it all hinges on leadership. And if you have high quality standards and you have systems and processes to check behind, you know, we have facilitator meetings once a month. We have surveys that the members can take on the facilitator so we can get feedback on how the facilitators are doing. I think that if you're interested, you can require the great uh, customer service just like that you offered. Maybe you'll sacrifice a bit 
but I think the trade-off is worth it because you're impacting more people. And as you mentioned before, I guess one thing is like once people went through your program a few times, I have been part of your mastermind, these ideal people to run others, right? So it's like then the they best, know, best training then, you can, can get. Yeah, well, then they know. They know what my core values are. They know exactly the systems and processes. They know the culture that we're trying to build. And we don't sacrifice for anything less than that. And so the worst thing you could do is grab somebody off the street, put them as a facilitator running your group. We had a guy years ago when we first started and uh, he was doing his own thing. And I'm like, this is like the wild, wild west. I mean, I want it to be the same as when you go into McDonald's, you know, the napkin goes in first, then the mint, then the hamburger, then the fries. And that's what we've created. And that's the reason people are having so much success with this is because it's a very formulated framework that we've created that we know from trial and error for years and years and years that these things work, these things don't work. So um, I'm curious, what's the price point of the blueprint? Yeah, we're uh, running a webinar. We're about to run a webinar and we've set the price. So let me, let me give you a little background. First of all, it's $7,500. And we've made a commitment on a couple of webinars coming up. I feel like I would be cheating your audience not to share this. It's $4,997. And with that, there are six different bonuses that come with it, including three months of coaching with me. And so that's included in the price. So really, <laughs> the people that I coach independently would be better off buying the playbook and having me to continue to coach them. But every other week for an hour, we do a Q&A to where you come and I walk you through unanswered questions. There's so many bonuses that we give. Uh, it's a tremendous offering. So if you have one group and it's $500 a month, 10 people, you pay for this in 30 days. And there's not many businesses with this kind yeah, of return yeah, right. yeah, where you can sure. get that. So, yeah. For your listeners, if they just tell me it's from you, it's $4,997. Awesome. I actually made one myself for, for staff who's going to run Managing Happiness. So we'll, we'll talk about that. Cool. Any other resources that you recommend people can check out? Uh, you probably have everything in there, but something. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty comprehensive, David, just to be honest with you. I don't know that there's a lot of resources that you need, although we do throughout the course offer a number of resources. You know, Mike Michalowicz does a really good job with Profit First. It's kind of the core foundation of some of the financial material that we have. Brian Moran is a friend of mine also. He wrote the 12-week year. And it's a productivity tool that uh, you can use to kind of walk through this. Brian does an awesome job with that as well. And then there's other resources in the playbook that we recommend. But those are just a couple to not mention all of them. What we need is one of your SaaS tools in here as well. See, we can make that a part so we, we can talk about that offline. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'd love for you to, to be using it for this. And closing question that I always ask people where I have the feeling that they have it figured out uh, and written down or in their head. Do you have a personal mission statement? What's your personal mission? Yes, I do. Helping ordinary people become extraordinary in all they do so they can live a successful and significant life. I love it. Awesome, Aaron. Thank you very much for being on. This was very useful for me and for everybody who ever thought about running a mastermind. Amazing business opportunity as well. And where can people find you and this offer that you just yeah, mentioned? Thank you. Yeah, you can find me pretty easy at viewfromthetop.com. 
But if you're interested in this playbook so that I honor the price that I've told you, David, for your listeners, you can go to themastermindplaybook.com. And I would suggest that they write down my email address, Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at viewfromthetop.com, because I want to honor that price, David, that I've given you for your listeners. Awesome. Thank you very much for being on the show, Aaron. Really appreciate it. Thank you, David. I appreciate it. I enjoyed it. Is your sales team spending too much time researching leads and accounts? We take over all the labor-intensive sales development tasks so your team can focus on building relationships and closing more deals. We don't just build lists. We take a strategic research-based approach to find your team qualified leads every day. Ready to start? Schedule your free consultation at taskdrive.com. That's T-A-S-K-D-R-I-V-E dot com. Thanks for listening to the How We Solve podcast. Dominate your market and crush the competition with our step-by-step playbooks. Subscribe right now in your favorite podcast player or visit howwesolve.com.